very good afternoon. Welcome once again to another live uh, broadcast of the Potter's Gate uh, um, Network. And this afternoon, well, we are going to continue to look into the heart of the Father. We're going to continue to track what the Spirit of God began to stare in my heart yesterday morning, just while I was, you know, preparing to kind of give an introduction to our early morning uh, broadcast. Father began to open my understanding as as he began to lead me towards the the concept of Samson as you know as a as a pattern as a principle in fact as a pointer to what he has begun to you know unveil and want to do in our time and I found that very you know interesting and uh, I of course obeyed the Lord to bring the word and from that you know uh, um, period the Lord has been speaking and expanding his, his heart and his mind to us. So once again, this afternoon, we're going to continue to look into this concept because I feel it's very crucial for us, all right, to hear and to listen and to respond to what the Spirit of the Lord is is doing, so that we are, you know, we are better prepared and we are better aligned to His heart, to His mind, and to His intention. Um, I'm sorry that I'm starting a bit late, all right? We were supposed to start, you know, quarter past uh, 10. Unfortunately, we, you know, we had an issue of electricity. You know, the um, the, the rationale of uh, um, ESCOM, all right, in, 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 in South Africa, it's becoming something we need to pray for, we need to believe God for. But thank God, all right, uh, we had two two hours break but we're back so this afternoon we're going to continue to look into the word of god by the grace of god we're going to see how far the spirit of god thank you so much for connecting i really appreciate it we're going to see how far the lord amen will speak to us the several things that we are going to be looking into as principle i really appreciate it thank you thank you so much there several things we're going to be looking into that uh, i believe will kind of give us a direction, you know, a, a, a new, a new start, all right, a reset into where you know the spirit of the Lord is leading us to as His church. But before we do that, let's let's pray. Let's seek right, the heart of the Father once again. Let, let's let's allow the Holy Spirit to prepare, you know, our hearts and our mind, or right, as we commune and communicate and you know relate with his, his with his intention for this brand new day father we honor you once again we thank you for your voice that is becoming clearer to us for the past two decades we've suffered all kinds of contradictions and misrepresentation once a while we've heard you speak to us and we rejoice in what you have said we thank you, God, that even in the midst of the confusions and, and, the, and the issues that we went through as a church, that you have not left us alone, that you have kept that flicker of light to burn. But Father, your word declares that you brought us into a new day. And we can hear the sound, yes, of the rumblings of this new day. We feel the impact of what your spirit is calling us into we're beginning to feel the fire the 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 the, the heat yes as we draw near to that which we have seen afar as moses saw yes that that tree yes burning without the leaf consumed he said i will now look i will now draw i will move closer 
to see this phenomenon. Thank you, Spirit of God, that you're bringing us into a new day. And for those of us that have seen it, that have heard it, oh God, that you have, yes, caught, you know, their attention. Lord, that as we begin to move towards this great realm, towards this great reality of phenomenon, Father, we pray that we will not be distracted, but we will continue. For in every generation, you will look for a, a bunch of few. You call them remnants. In every generation, you have yourself a remnant who, who will hear, who will respond, and who will obey your voice. I believe, Father, that we are the company of the remnants, and we have come out of the voice of the confusion of our day. We've come out of the voice of contradictions of our time. We're responding, and we want to follow we want to set the pace. We want to set the standard. Yes, we want to go forth as a pioneer of a new day, of a new order, of a new era in you. Thank you once again that your zeal will perform those things. Your grace will enable us to continue to move and continue to encourage one another as we speak this word to each other on a daily basis. Yes, Father, we thank you. We praise your holy name that you will continue to Breathe on us with a new fresh life. Yes, impartation of an awakening. We pray this morning. We're praying this morning. We're saying we don't want to be like virgins that are asleep. We want to be virgins that are awake. We want to be a people with righteousness that is not just having a posture standing before you, but a righteousness that gives us mobility. So, Father, we thank you that your, your voice is, is, is bringing us into a position of prophetic clarity. And we are beginning to pick, yes, your heart in terms of what your spirit is demanding and requiring of us in this brand new day. Father, we lay aside every frivolous attitude. We lay aside every superfluity of nothingness. We lay aside our guardedness. We lay aside our idea. We lay aside the things that we have acquired and we have annexed of the past that have become so, so weighty in our life that we cannot journey. We lay them aside. And we hear your voice and we begin to, yes, shed off this day every weight, every sin that can easily beset us. Father, we want to run this race, this race of newness. We want to come into this new order, this new position where our life becomes indeed, yes, the pace setter, the standard, the voice of a new day. Thank you, Spirit of God, that as you once again open our understanding to track your voice, your intentions, and your mind through the life, oh God, of this great man, Samson. Father, that we will align to what your Spirit is saying, that Samson has become a pattern for us, yes, to learn, yes, Father, to be corrected, to adjust. Father, we thank you. That as you speak to us, there are volumes of your word, of your voice coming to us in this brand new day. But one thing we pray for is that we will have the earring ears. We will have the earring ears, the seen eyes, oh God. Yes, Father, that you will grant us grace to continue to proceed and, and advance into that position of obedience. We thank you. <clears throat> we honor you this day. We bless your name that your zeal, oh God, will perform these things. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> And amen. Praise God. All right. So once again, I want to welcome you. Uh, if you're watching me, you're, you're listening to me, want to welcome you. Want to believe the Lord that once again, we will go deeper in the reality of his voice for this afternoon. There are, there are things the Spirit of God is saying, emphasizing 
that you know we we will we will look into and we believe that as we look into them they will open you know the portal to us once again to press further into the heart of the father all right in order to, for us to re receive all that is needed all that is required of us amen in in this brand new day of prophetic activation we believe god that as as we have said it that this is a time this is a decade of of of, of a restart of a restart of a reset let's 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 open our heart and let's allow the lord amen to speak to us <clears throat> excuse me let's allow the lord to speak to us from a new pedestal from a new level you know it takes it takes it takes a people that are really questioning longing for heaven all right to do something new I was just thinking about this scripture, you know, while, you know, before, while I was waiting for the electricity to come back, you know, when, when the Lord came to Gideon and, you know, and call him, you know, as a vessel that he was going to use to, you know, to start, you know, the, 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 the deliverance of the people, you know, from the hand of the Midianites. I mean, one of the things that, you know, Gideon was saying is, he says, where, where, where are these things that our father told us about? Of course, that is the tragedy of, you know, we're moving away from the ways of God, from the things of God. He said, where are these things? All right. If you're calling me this mighty man of valor, he said, well, I don't see myself in the light of what you, what you are identifying me with. Where are these things that our father told us about? Where are the miracles? Where are the, you know, the, 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 the presence of God? Where are they, you know, the authority that, you know, God manifests among his people? Where are these things? But Gideon did not understand or, uh, that God was going to use him to restart, to kickstart, amen, a new day. And this is the, this is the thing that, you know, we want to track in our, in our, in our time. That we are amen, a set of a generation, a remnant of a people that God wants to use, amen, to rebut something that have been, that have been you know, withheld, that has been stopped, all right, that has, you know, stopped functioning for the past 40 years. And that's what we saw in the scripture as we read, as we begin to look at, you know, Samson yesterday. The Bible says the children of Israel, all right, they, 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 you know, they, they rebelled against God, they sinned against God, and therefore the Lord plunged them into a period of, you know, of, of captivity, all right, for 40 years, you know, through in the, in the hand of the, of the, of the, of the Philistine. And, and, and one of the things that I hope and I'm praying that we will begin to understand is the severity of where we're coming from, the severity of all right, the, 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 the things that have been done in the church on behalf of the church all right, that, is, that is negative, is the severity of all right, the impact of misrepresentation. All right, let's let's not let's not come to a point or accept all right, the, 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 where we are as if it's the norm. All right, it's not there's nothing norm about amen, normal about the present reality and the condition of the church. Okay, we want to be we want to be able to see the things that amen the scripture has written. We want to be able to begin to see the things that the Lord have said in His Word regarding Hallelujah, His church regarding His ecclesia. And if we want to see that, then we should be ready to begin to address and tackle hallelujah what will make for the return amen of the presence of god of the ark of god amen of the order of god back to the church and i believe this is the thing that the lord amen is really staring my heart to us okay my prophetic uh, 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 edge my prophetic calling is to see amen that there is 
an alignment with God's divine order in the earth is to say that amen, we, we, we build in accordance to divine, divine structure, divine order, divine pattern. That is my own passion. That is my own desire. And, and that's where I have had many issues with a lot of people, all right? You know, because people, when, when it comes to the issue of order, structure, amen, you know, divine, you know, you know, uh, 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 construction, living life in accordance to, you know, divine pattern. It's, it's a difficult thing, particularly when you, you see every other person doing the same. It becomes challenging for us, amen, to stand out, you know, like you find your Noah, like you find, amen, your, your Enoch. You know, these are people who walked with God, amen, alone. Now, that is something that, you know, we have to look into and we have to bring back, amen, to the church where we have that voice of one, if you will, all right, crying in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord, making the path of, of, of God straight, amen, the day where we we, 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 we follow, you know, the, 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 the multitude, you know, the day where we allow the voice of majority to define, the day where we, you know, we, we, we wait for, you know, what people approve, okay, for us to be able to do and follow the standard of God is over. Have you noticed that whenever God wants to open a generation, God always looks for one. And whenever God wants to shut or close down amen, a generation or move, God always looks for one. So, so we find this concept, amen, of the order of one, amen, that the Spirit of God is tearing again. And imagine if God would begin to find oneness within each of our lives, amen, if he finds a, a dimension of oneness in me, and he can find that dimension of oneness in you. And for us to come to that concept of oneness, amen, there has to be a quest within our hearts that is longing, that is searching, that is questing beyond the general state, beyond the general belief, beyond the general ideology, beyond the general, you know, preference of, you know, of society, amen, what, what people today have come to accept and believe, amen, as the norm in the church, in fact, is, is the abnormal. All right, and until there is that passion in us, I tell you that there's gonna we're gonna continually face, amen, an issue of you know of war within the structure, and these are things personally that I have you know been engaging with people. All right, that you cannot live your life based on the chorus of others. You cannot live your life based on you know what everybody says or thinks. You have to find the pattern of God. All right, you have to find the standard of God. You have to find, amen, the, the, the demand of God, amen, and begin to align your life. Of course, you need the grace to do that, but at least knowing that, accepting that, and walking towards that path, allow, amen, the grace of God to, you know, to, 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 to rest upon us. And these are things that I believe, all right, God is going to use if we're going to see, a, a, you know, a, a kind of a, a, a restart, if we're going to see, amen, a, a new day, a new beginning, if we're going to, you know, see the manifest station of a company of a people amen that will begin to show forth and represent the intentions of God for our day it's not going to happen by wish it's not going to happen by all right we just talk about it it's going to happen because we are determined because we are we are we are we are ready because we have heard we have seen God hallelujah we've come to a point we've come to a day amen where we want to see change lasting change amen kingdom you know lifestyle change in the life of people and of course within our society if there's gonna be a move of god in this last day that will bring the nation to their knees a company of people must emerge a company of people must emerge who have not, you know, bit the bait, who have not bowed the knees, who have not yielded themselves and surrendered themselves, amen, to the lies of the enemy. And these are things that the Spirit of God, amen, is, is bringing to the fore. And that's why we are looking at the concept of Samson.
because something amen is is embodies something embodies amen you know uh, uh, you know the intentions of god the beginnings of god within a society amen that that, that has been plunged into you know into 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 the control into amen the influence of of their enemy for 40 years the bible says the children of israel you know or disobeyed god and god plunged them into the hand of you know the philistines their you know their enemy and this, 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 this is a powerful principle that we have to, amen, look into and examine and allow the Lord, amen, to begin to, you know, uh, uh, you know, use in speaking to us as we come to a day, amen, of, of a new day, of a new beginning, of a restart. And these are things I believe that the Spirit of God, amen, will have us deal with. Yesterday, we began to look into the concept, amen, of the birth. But before we go into, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the concept of the birth of Samson, I'm going to go back there again. We want to look at some five key points, all right? But before we go into that, I, I, I just want to, as a foundation, lay for us again uh, uh, some, you know, very, you know, uh, you know, important scriptures that at least will give us a framework of what we're doing, all right? Uh, and and uh, the first scripture that I would like us to look is First Corinthians, you know, thirteen verse uh, uh, um, nine, you know, to eleven. First Corinthians thirteen nine eleven says, "When I was a child, I talked." like a child i thought like a child i reasoned like a child when i became a man i put away childish child you know childhood behavior behind me so i put it away he said for now we see only in a reflection as in a mirror then we shall see face to face now i know in part amen then i shall fully know even the way have been fully known so this scripture to me kind of give us a leeway into what we are looking at because this scripture all right will be speaking to us as we delve into the life into you know the, the nature of samson we're gonna see amen how god amen kickstart his his his, his, his redemptive you know uh, uh, operation within the life within the within the life of the within the life of his people amen within the society of a people that he he has called that he has chosen all right it's important that we understand that the children of israel were people chosen call of god amen but the bible says they they rebelled they disobeyed and all that we're looking at amen in terms of the life of samson Please note this is a reflection of who we are as, as individuals, as homes, as family, but as the church, the body of Christ. What we are dealing with, amen, is tracking how we can restore, how amen, we can align with God's restorative you know, program, how we can connect amen, with the desire and the intentions of God in the, in the redemption, amen, in, in, in his presence coming back amen, amongst his people. What we are dealing with, amen, is looking at principles in the word of God that allow us, amen, to begin to track the heart and the mind of God, the ways of God, amen, in the, in the process, amen, of his return. Remember that the return is not just about the rapture. The return, amen, is also about, you know, God coming back into, you know, into our lives, taking his place, amen, having resident within the structure of the community called the church, the body of Christ, the ecclesia. All right, we, we want to see God. And um, somebody may argue, are, are you saying that in all that we're doing, all that, you know, is out there today, we're not seeing God. Is, are you saying God is not there? Well, God, God, God is everywhere. God is there. But the thing is, the, 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 the position, all right, the relevant position that 
that that should that should manifest amen the authority the government of god within our life you and i amen if we're sincere with ourselves we will know that that is no longer there all right, we, we have abdicated, amen, the, the, the position of God, amen, for something else. We have, we, have, we, have, we have exchanged God for all kinds of things. And we can go into all these things that is happening in the body of Christ. But like I said, these are things that I really don't want to focus on. We can talk about so many things that is happening today in the church. But like I said yesterday, the duty of a prophetic leader, the duty, amen, of one who represents the intentions of God is to find a way how we can reconnect is to find a way how we can bring back amen the presence of god the ark of god like david all right david the first time the, the, you know you know the, the first thing that david did when when he assumed you know the, you know the, the the throne was to see how amen the ark of god can be brought back you know to you know to jerusalem because listen there is nothing we want to do or we can do amen without the approval of the presence of god so this is this is a serious case this is not just about you know me preaching this is i believe this is the heart this is the core amen of my calling of my ministry of my you know assignment not just to south africa but to my generation that we find in fact i have written a whole book on this or how we can bring back the presence of god how we can bring back the order of god because listen to this until that is established every other thing that we're seeking to do or that we're pressing to do it's not going to work it's not going to work so let's continue to track the scripture and find amen principles that will allow us amen to understand the way of the comings of god that will allow us to you know walk in obedience amen to what the spirit of god like i said this is not something i even planned i was just looking for you know uh, uh, words to you know to introduce our you know you know devotional messages today while the issue of something came in and suddenly it's like a whole you know a message began to you know flood into my spirit and i knew that was god i knew this is what god wanted me to declare you know and say even as we you know uh, uh, kickstart amen the beginning of this new decade this is a decade that we're believing god amen for the restoration of the church for the realignment amen of, of the church amen back to amen, a rightful position and authority we, we we pray that this church will not just be a sleeping church amen we're praying for an awakening we're praying for a rebirth amen we're praying for a repositioning we're praying amen for a reconstruction we've been talking about amen some of the things that we want to do amen in this year in this decade particularly all right we want to see to the restoration amen of the bond gates amen and the broken walls of the church so that amen we can begin to talk about amen the, the, the you know the, the restoration of the tabernacle amen of david these are all principles that are relevant to our day but this is not going to happen until amen we understand the severity of what the spirit of god amen is demanding until we understand the sacredness of this day we have to that has to become a personal thing this should not just be a message that we hear we get excited about it this must become a responsibility this must become what propels your life amen what motivates you what pushes you to the place of prayer and intercession amen what pushes you to love your brother even when the person doesn't want to love you because these are our principle and technology we have to connect to we must play our role we must play our part amen for god to be able to do what he needs to do in our time in our day the responsibility of the impartation of the transformation of the reformation amen of the restoration amen of our generation is in our hand 
No gener not no 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 other generation will do it. Amen. Those you know before us will not do it. Those behind us will not do it. It's our time. It's our day. It's our responsibility. We have to speak on behalf of the body. We have to speak on behalf of the church. And as long as we have the word of God and we're tracking the heart of God, the mind of God, amen. God has given us the platform to speak and we will speak with boldness. We will speak with courage. We will speak with authority. Yet we will speak with honor and respect and dignity. We will not take advantage. Amen. We will not, we will not, we will not, you know, malign and abuse our, you know, our, our voice and the authority that heaven has given to us. We will dare not do that because our, you know, in this day, our, our desire is to sing. Amen. That the reconciliation, the, the, the transformation, the development of, of, of the house of God called the ecclesia, amen, comes to fall. We want to see a church because listen to this. All that the nations are crying for today, amen, is in the hand of the church. The solution that the world is seeking for is in the hand of the church. Not in the hand of God, is in the hand of the church. But a church that is not connected, a church that has lost headship, a church that is not in alignment, a church that no longer hears the voice of God, a church, amen, whose heart is no longer align to the intention of, of God a church that becomes soulish carnal a church that becomes sensual amen is totally disconnected from God so for God amen to begin to connect amen to somebody like you know the parent of of Samson is a big is a big do is a big thing to me, that is important. I mean, the Bible says God came to Abraham and God spoke to Abraham. Why? Because God was going to use Abraham. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Whenever God wants to do something in a generation, he doesn't look for multitude. He looks for a, a family. He looks for one. In the family, he finds one. God looks for a family. Then he finds one out of out of the bunch in the family. That's the principle of God. That's the pattern of God. So my point is, amen, maybe you are the one that God, amen, has, has, has set apart, amen. Maybe you are the one who's, who's you know, who, who, who have caught the attention of God. God said, go to the house of Jesse. There's a family called Jesse. Amen. In the entire land. This is God moving. When God wants to move, God doesn't start in a palace. When God wants to move, God doesn't start with politicians. When God wants to move, God doesn't start, amen, start with you know, uh, the, 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 the financial gurus. God doesn't start with stock exchange. When God wants to move, amen, God is not in the business of amen, who, who are the ones who are well dressed. He said, if you're looking for amen, a, a true prophet, amen, you don't go to the palace. Come on. He said, if you're looking for one who will represent me, that is represent me. You say you don't find them in the palace. If you want to find them, you go to the backside of the wilderness. We, are, we have to, we, 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 we're retracing, we're retracing, amen, the pattern, the principle, the Asian, the Asian path, so that we don't live our life in some false, you know, expectation and think we're going to get it in some, you know, big cathedral, big auditorium and get it in some big meeting somewhere. No, when God wants to move in a nation, hallelujah, God is tracking amen, individuals. God is looking for individuals, is searching for, you know, homes, family. And in most cases, like we, we, we looked at yesterday, he looks for those that are barren. God is dangerous in his ways. If we don't understand the ways of God, we will miss him. Even in the midst of the prophetic, we can miss the voice of God. We can miss the ways of God. Amen. I mean, Samuel, a powerful prophet, 
heard from God, go to the house of Jesse with the horn. He went, hallelujah, with to the house of Jesse. Only for him, amen, to 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 you know to you know to you know to to, to look at you know this this hefty looking, well educated, you know, well developed guy. This must be the one. And God says, No, 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 no. I mean, these were people that you know the prophet looked at and said, This must be the person. God rejected, amen, all that, you know, uh, was presented. And, you know, you know Samuel had to ask, Mr. Jason, are this all your children? Because God sent me here and he has rejected all this one. Are this all your children? Mr. Jesse said, no, there's one. <laughs> he said, he's at the backside. Because you see, Mr. Jesse must have thought, no, no, if, if, if the prophet is looking for, you know, my sons, David is not qualified. He's just a boy. He's just a boy. He's just a shepherd boy. He knows nothing about war. He knows nothing about, you know, uh, you know, about serving, you know, in the palace. He knows nothing about presentation. He's just a shepherd boy. He's just a shepherd boy that loves to sing. That's all. <laughs> and I, 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 I'm just trying to bring you, you know, to, 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 to understand, amen, the ways of God and the movement of God. You see, in my family, I was the least person, amen, to be called to be used of God. And I'm sure the same, you know, may, may, may be your own, you know, case. You see, God is not a respecter of man. We've got to understand and listen to this: the the ways of God, the patterns of God, and the principles of God never changes in a million years. God's ways, God's pattern. Hallelujah! He says, he, he says, when God calls, He doesn't go for the nobles. When God calls, God doesn't choose. It's not like those that are nobles, those those in the palace, amen, offend God. It's just the principle of God that even in royalty, royalty must be birthed in the main jar. The king was born in a manger. God himself was born in a manger. And that has become a pattern of a character. We may not have some physical manger somewhere, <clears throat> but that order of thinking and lifestyle is, 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 is the womb to which God uses to birth, to bring forth his intention. And it, we have to maintain it that way because that is the wisdom of God. That's the, sovereign, sovereign, the sovereignty of God. In a world where everything is looking so glamorous, in a world where, or, you know, we everybody's trying to prove a point, in a world where, you know, our, our, you know, what what we present out there, you know, our selfie, amen, speaks about who we are, or in a world where we have to, you know, pose and live in certain way, and you know, and and portray certain value, character, and, and you know, in a world where we have to flaunt what we have, alright. You know, it's so easy to miss what God is doing. Amen. You know, have you noticed that seasons don't change God? Seasons don't change God. And if we're tracking with God, seasons should not change us. In terms of being negative, seasons should allow us to press more into amen, the values and the demand of God. Because in every generation, the Father, the Lord will be looking for those amen, whom will do his, his bidding. So let's 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 look at the word of God. The word of God, amen. The Bible says the flower will fail, but the word of God abides forever. The word of God stands forever. All right. I don't know what is going to happen in the next, you know, you know, fifteen, maybe twenty years. Maybe we'll be having flying cars. 
all right maybe we'll be having you know drones all right you know uh, uh, you know uh, uh, present things to us deliver things to us you know i don't know what's gonna the kind of life that we're gonna be living all right you know in the next 15 20 years if the lord tarries whatever technology whatever whatever structure of life what whatever you know concept of existence Maybe we stand somewhere and then we can appear, you know, somewhere else. We, we, we can, we can you, know, you know, teleport and move, you know, from place to place. And whatever it is, we still understand. We still need to know that the word of God never change. The values of God are eternal. Hallelujah. That's why he's called the Alpha and the Omega. That is not just some statement. That is a volume, amen, of an idea, of a philosophy that must guide and guard our existence in the earth. I was sharing something yesterday. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to what I, 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 I wanted to read. There are two scriptures that I want to read. I just read the first scripture, but I'm going to read this, the second scripture. Yesterday, I was, you know, when I was reading, you know, uh, Judges, the Bible says the children of Israel sinned against God and for 40 years it plunged them. Listen to this. Time, time, time matters not to, the, you know, to God when it comes to amen, exerting his authority and his judgment. Somebody can say, you know, for the past 10 years, for the past 15 years, for the past three years, I've, I've not heard from God. Yes, God God always speak. And if you want to pick his, his voice, you have to go to the last thing he said to you. If you want to know where God is in your life, you have to go to the last thing he said to you. That's where you start from. And what God said to you can be, you know, three months ago, two weeks ago. That's where, you see, God is very deliberate in his engagement. God is not scattered like us. But I like the way scripture, you know, you know, uh, highlight and document, all right, the, you know, the, 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 the move of God. 40 years, you know, 40 years is such a long time to forget. 40 years is such a long time, hallelujah, to, you know, to start well and begin to derail. After, I mean, 40 years later, God came and spoke to Moses. 40 years in the wilderness. And this guy thought he was ready. They gave him another, excuse me, excuse me, 40 years in, in, you know, in Egypt. Woke up, got up, he came to his senses, came to his identity. Thought he was ready because you now have, you know, an identity. Because you now know who you are and you are and you're, and you're ready with zeal, hallelujah, to represent the things of God. 40 years you've been in the training, 40 years of skill, 40 years of learning in the best of the best of the best university. 40 years in the house. Of Pharaoh got all amen the information you need amen you got all amen the classified intelligence you need you you have it all you know that's that's many of us we think because we are we are we have journeyed with God to certain level we've acquired certain you know understanding of the things of God of the ways of God we've 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 come to this day hallelujah that we now know how to speak I mean this man understood when to say no i mean he understood the ability to reject and to accept his true identity the bible says and, and moses refused to be called the son of pharaoh's daughter we don't even know the impact of that we don't accept the plungers to begin to see behind what that means everything that moses represent have acquired hallelujah is stripped of him the bible says he chose rather to suffer affliction hallelujah 
with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of Egypt that was for a season. I mean, that is huge. I'm talking about the, 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 the way God, amen, kickstarts, the way the Lord births, the way God introduces, amen, a new day, a new generation, a new order in the earth, hallelujah, in a day that God wants to deliver and free his people. Listen to this. Time is not an issue. Time is part of the process that God used to birth, to prepare and that's why when you, when you, when you engage with principles of, 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 of barrenness, you see, man calls it barrenness. God calls it amen, a period of preparation, a period of training, a period that allows us to understand. In fact, most of the time we don't understand it. But God understands it. But you see, in the human realm, we call it, you see, what we call failure, barren, you know, unproductive in the natural realm. <laughs> in the spiritual realm, it's something else. In the spiritual realm, it's something else, completely something else. When you look at the same thing you, you name, when you look at the same thing you name in the natural realm, you will discover that they call it a different name in the spirit realm, in the world realm. Come on, it's, it's just an amazing thing. I discover success from, that, from this point of view. That what you define to be success, earlier to God and to the things of, of God, amen, it, it's it's total it's failure. And what you define to be failure, amen, in the human realm, in the in the in the in the in the things of the spirit, they call it success. In fact, they give you a thumb up. You did well, but people are looking at you and they say you're crazy. You've missed it. You. That's why the Bible says his ways are not our ways. And for us to be able to represent him, we have to shift from our own ways. We have to move away from our own idea. That, that, that's some of the things that we believe God to deal with amen, in this season. Because listen, for us to enter into a new day, for us to represent amen, the intentions of God, the values of God in a new day, our wine skin, which represents our ideology, our philosophy, has to change. After six days, there was, a, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And as they continued to journey and jolly, the wine finished. Alas, the wine that we've been drinking in the church, in the body, amen, is run dry, it's finished. Heaven is kickstarting a new process, a new order, amen, that is designed after, pattern after. Amen. The priesthood of Melchizedek must emerge. And we've got to understand what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. So that we don't get to, you know, start conjoining things. You know, when things are no longer working for us the way we expect. And I, I, I sense in my spirit, the Lord is beginning to shut down the system. The system that we have used to replace, amen, the ways of God. The system that we have borrowed Hallelujah. They say, alas, <laughs> master, the axe was borrowed. We have borrowed axe to build the house of God. We borrowed axe to try to do things for God, to, 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 to try to carry out, amen, the things of God. We borrow all kinds of ideology systems. You know, we've import all kinds of, you know, wisdom that is of this world, that is sensual, that is carnal. We've, we've done powerful, built things. Today, when we look at these things, the Lord said, okay, I'm bringing judgment to them. The acts are sinking. We are losing our voice. We're losing direction. We're losing influence. We're losing authority. All right? 
we, we, I mean, we, with the powerful things that we're building, all kinds of issues are happening around that that we can't, we cannot even begin to comprehend. You, you find men of God falling down, all right? A lot of people are getting cardiac arrest. I mean, all kinds of things is happening. It's crazy out there in the church. But these are all part of the finger of God bringing, amen, a rebellious system to an end. It's time for church for a restart. But like I said, I, I, I you know, I wanted to, there's something I wanted to, wanted to say before, I, you know, my thoughts shifted. All right? Let, let's go to, you know, uh, this scripture. I've read the scripture, but let me read it again. All right? First Corinthians 13. All right? I'm laying this scripture down as a foundation just to give us a kind of, you know, a, a framework into what the Father is bringing the church to in this decade. We're engaging the decade. Hallelujah. We're believing God. And it's going to take a lot of, you know, sacrifice, a lot of commitment in prayer, in intercession, amen, in practice, amen, of the fruit of the Spirit. Yes, it's going to take a lot of practice. We have to change. We want to come into an understanding of the mind of Christ so that we can begin to process that which the Spirit of God is demanding, amen, from us. In this new day. So Paul said to the Corinthian church. This, if you look at the Corinthian church. It, it kind of reflects. You know. The, 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 the character of the church we have today. When you begin to study the Corinthian church. From uh, verse 1. You know in fact from chapter 1 of you know 1 Corinthians. You begin to see how Paul began to greet those people. And, and the next thing Paul will talk about. Is that these people are, are so gifted. They are so gifted that in fact they are waiting for the second coming of Christ. That was how gifted the Corinthian church. I mean this church. Uh, you know at, at face value. You will think yes. This church has got it. But by the time you begin to read chapter 3. You begin to ask yourself. Come on what's going on here. Yes. That is the duality that is that is reflected, amen, that we have come to imbibe in our, in our day such that we have perfected some of the acts, some of the lingua, amen, of the kingdom. That when you hear some of us speak kingdom language, you will think, wow, we are living with God. You will think everything is just perfect and normal within this house. But guess what? All these things we have perfected, amen, by what the Bible calls a form of godliness, a form of godliness that is the that is the height and and the and the true definition of hypocrisy that we we have perfected what is called a form of godliness but we deny the power thereof now listen that what power does not mean the ability to cast out devil that what power does not mean the ability to raise the dead or open the blind eyes that what power means the ability to bring our life to bring our entire order of existence under the administration amen of the spirit of god that is power power is when our life come under amen the total influence the total authority when your life everything that represents you come in alignment amen to the will of god that's power authority is expressed in total submission Power and gift are two different things. The gift and the callings of God are without repentance. Yes, that's why we're that's where we are where we are today. That's why we are where we are today. Because we run with the gift. When we run with the calling, 
But have you not that have you not what the scriptures say? Many are called, but few are chosen. We have operated by a gift, but not by the capacity, amen, to be chosen. Many are called. You can run with the call of a gift, but if you have not been to be chosen, means you have been tested this day. The scripture said, I have begotten you. This day you have become my son. He was called before he was chosen. He was called before earlier. That, that declaration, proclamation came upon him. You see, what am I doing? I'm trying to help us to understand the condition and the state of the church. It's my job. That's, I mean, that's what God has called me to do. That's why my job is very difficult as a prophet. I'm not one of those prophets that just go around prophesying, prophesying. No. Mine is to engage the church. My prophetic ministry is to engage the church and the nations. A lot of people will not understand me. And in fact, I've, I'm, I'm used to that. I'm used to people not understanding me. That's why I live in my own world. <laughs> you know, I live in the world where I just, I just, you know, play with the birds. I, you know, I, and I watch the mountains, or I, and I go on a walk, or I, I, I live in a world that is isolated. Yet I'm very aware of my world. Many are called, few are chosen. We don't want to live in just that position of being called. You know, being called is like, you know, you were selected. You know, there's an interview. And, you know, uh, out, of the, out, in, out of the interview, you know, 10 people were, you know, were, were, were selected. And those 10 will still have to go through, you know, the last lap of, you know, uh, you know uh, 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 the interview. All right. There was a major interview. Out of the major interview, 10 people were selected. Those are the called ones. They were selected. <laughs> Just like, you know, the virgins. They were also called. They're part of, you know, those that will meet the bridegroom. They were part of it. And in fact, these guys, they went, these ladies, they went as far as getting oil. It's part of the calling. There are a lot of things we can do from a position of being called. You know, in the calling, there are giftings that call that comes. You know, certain things. You, you, you. Like I said, you, you know, you, 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 you get to be selected. You get to be selected out of the bunch, out of hundred people. You know, they, 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 you, you got ten people. All right, you got ten people who seem to have the skill, who seem to have what it takes. Yes, but out of those ten, they need one. Now you part of you part of the ten. And because this is such a big company, maybe, I don't know, mention whatever the company is. All right? And that, that being selected as part of the 10 already gives you certain privilege. And you run away. You run away with that privilege. And you start, you know, telling people, you know, I was part of the 10. I've been, I've been selected. And you're all over the place. And you, everybody's, you know, you, 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 you know you, you, everybody's interviewing you. And you're just all over the place because you've been selected. Or rather, because you've been called. You've been chosen as part of the ten. Right? But you have not you have not gone through the final, the final, the final test. Hallelujah. That will make you a chosen one. They were they were in the house of Jason. All the children amen, were paraded except for one. They all made it. They all made the parade, but one was not there. <laughs> you see, David was not part of the called, but he was among the chosen. 
Are you getting this? I, I'm, I'm just trying to paint the picture of what, amen, of where we are in the church. Because if we don't understand this, we will settle for less. We will settle, amen, for the crumbs. We will settle, amen, for the secondary. We will forget. You see, we will, the enemy is very good in shifting our eyes away from the true mark. The enemy is very good in shifting our eyes, in giving us an alternative, amen, to the real. He will give us a fake for the real and we will embrace it. Particularly, like I said yesterday, if you're not searching for gold, if you're not searching for gold, if you see one, you will not, you will not recognize it. And in fact, when you recognize it, you will trivialize it. I've got a picture of, of the bride of Christ. I've got a picture of the church in my heart, in my mind, hallelujah, painted by the word of God. Many of the things that we see today that we call church, alas, is just a shadow. It's a shadow. It's not the substance. And we have to, we have to admit it. Because if we don't admit it, then we are lying to ourselves. It means that when the substance, when the truth comes, we will, we will disdain it. We will reject it. If all that we want and if all we have defined church to be is to have a good dance and then we call it prophetic dance. If that is all what amen, the prophetic is all about, then we are men most miserable. If all hallelujah, we have in church is nice music, amen, it's nice sermon that we can scream and shout hallelujah, and get excited and run around and jump here and there. If all we call church hallelujah, is to have some nice prayer meeting, we pray amen, and we all feel nice about it and we go back home and everything comes back to normal if the things that we're doing today amen is what christ died for halaba shianda we are men most miserable you've got to have a higher vision of what the lord defines to be his ecclesia if you don't know that you will settle for what is called the laudation church you will settle hallelujah for what amen is called the church of titara that have opened our house our home amen to that woman called jezebel to sit and who calls herself a prophetess and an apostle? I'm sorry if I'm sounding a bit a bit hard this afternoon. It is it is the zeal of my father's house that is consuming me. Destiny. Life depends on how we see things. Our generation, amen, depends on our perception. If we have a corrupt, perverted perception, that is what we will, we, will, we, will, we will view and value the things of God, amen, with. So we have to have what I call a higher vision. We have to have a higher vision. We must, remember last year we talked about, amen, come up higher. God called us to a place where we begin to see things from a different pedestal, amen. And the Lord used, amen, the life. Have you noticed how God is using the life of individuals? As we as we track God, Jacob was 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 a vision, was was a voice, amen, to us in 2019. Jacob was a voice to us. Today in 2020, something something is becoming a voice to us. Are you noticing how God is speaking to us? And we have to track God, amen. Abraham is gonna be amen, another voice to us in this brand new day. 
If we don't understand this, I'm telling you, we're going to settle for less and the enemy is going to rejoice, amen, and just continue to do his thing. No, there has to be a church, a church that says we will no longer settle for the average. Listen, it is not 50-50. We are going for 100. The scripture says, amen, first 30-fold, 60-fold, and then 100-fold. First the blade, the air, and the full-grown corn. The full-grown, there has to be a day of maturity. There has to be a day of maturity. Listen to this. Maturity is the day of harvest. There is a time, there is a day called the harvest. And we are coming into that day of harvest. And in harvest earlier, there's going to be a separation. Have you noticed what they said? The Bible said when men slept, the enemy came and saw ungodly seed among them. And the zealous, you know, leaders and ministers, amen, they said, Master, can't we go and just uproot? He said, ah, you can't do that. You've got to let them grow together until harvest, until harvest, until harvest. Let them grow together. So when you look at the craziness happening in the church, <laughs> yes, it is, they're growing together. You see iniquity growing and then you are seeing righteousness. Yes, it, it is a day of duality but guess what? You've got to keep your eyes on the Lord. Don't let that which is growing together, hallelujah, don't let Ishmael growing in the house of Abraham stop you Isaac from who you are and what you've been called to be. You are the promised son. We've got to understand this. If you don't understand this, the enemy will lie to us. The Bible says, amen, and, and, and that a rebellious son, that rebellious child amen, was mocking the son of promise. Because that's the problem when Abraham goes into Ishmael, excuse me, going to Agar. That's what happens, that, that Ishmael will begin to mock the son of promise. When we lack the capacity, the ability to wait. Waiting is some of the things we've got to track in our day. It's called the fruit of the spirit. Long suffering, the ability to wait. Listen to this. Don't be in a hurry to be, to be shown. Don't be in a hurry to manifest. Don't be in, you see, it is the spirit of the age. It is the spirit, amen, of capitalism. It is that spirit of buying and selling. That if you are not showing something, if you are not presenting something, if you are not, you know, you know, reflecting something, amen. If you are not saying something, if you are not, you know, displaying something, then you are not known. Then you are not, you know, recognized. Then you are not appreciated. That is a lie. That is, hallelujah, a, a lifestyle from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's why a lot of our men today, a lot of our men of God, they have pierced their heart, amen, with, with, with sorrow, with hot iron. They, some of them, come on, they, they, they have totally deadened their conscience because they want to make it by force. Listen, God did not call us to make it. He called us to represent him. Amen. In the things of God. We are not called to be in competition. We are not called, amen, to impress. I'm not here to impress nobody. We're here to represent. That's why the world system don't respect the church again. You know why? Because we're in competition with them. You see, our God is not poor. We're gonna. God is not calling you to prove to the world system that He's not poor. The world already know that God is not poor. Can't they see? Can they see what He creates? And if they can't see it, listen. A time will come. They will know. Look at what is happening in Australia. 
Oh, you say, but, but what are you talking about? But that's the finger of God. Oh, is that the devil? No, but that is God speaking to us. And his mercy endures forever. We cannot understand it. We can't comprehend it. But here is a nation that has been, that has been burning for the past three months. Heaven is speaking to us. I don't know. We don't want to hear a message like that. But God is speaking to us. That is the voice of God speaking clearly to us. The race is not for the swift. The battle is not for the strong. Imagine you living in Australia. And you're trying to buy a house. And you're trying to do something. And God says, I don't want you to buy a house there. And you don't understand why the Lord is saying, don't buy a house. And you don't understand why God is saying, don't build a house there. You don't understand why God is saying, no, don't move your family here. I want you to move your family somewhere else. You see, it's in the future. Have you noticed, have you seen how crazy that fire is? Yeah, here's this house burning, that one burning, but the one in the middle is untouched. No, 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 but, you said, but no, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the voice of God that even nature is speaking to us about the nature of the days we, we live in. That these are things that we will not be able to comprehend with our mind. That you try to process this thing, that you try to understand this thing. You are going to, I mean, your brain is going to blow off. You, your brain is going to blow off. We, we've got to be able to see God amen, in these things that may look so natural. We call it natural disaster. All right, somebody say, yes, but well, these things are caused by, you know, uh, uh, by climate change. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not disputing that. But even in the climate change, God is speaking to us because God gave us the earth. Hallelujah. The earth itself is rebelling against, against you, know, you know, humanity, against, against man because man has, man, 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 man has destroyed the earth. All right, we, 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 you know, we have ripped the earth. Look at what is happening in the Amazon. The people are, they, they're literally burning the Amazon just to create space for them to do what they need to do. Don't you understand that the earth is given to us? Creation is, creation is waiting for us to, to, to show forth, to deliver them from the bandage. So we have, to, we have to have a voice and we have to have the sight to see, to understand that this is, earth is our administration. We are called to administer the earth. We are called, hallelujah, to, to bring forth a new order. To, we have to pray. We have to seek the face of God. We have to go beyond our own little idea, you know, about God moving, about God, you know, intervening. We have to have a bigger vision. We have to have a, a wider scope. Our perspective of the things of God must be broadened so that we are not limited, amen, by circumstance. We don't preach the gospel of circumstance. If we preach the gospel of circumstance, the book of Job will not be in the Bible. The book of Job will not be in the Bible. What a day we live in, friends. What are we talking about? We're trying to track the voice of God, the ways of God, the demand of God for our day. And I perceive that God amen, is saying we need to go back to Job. That Job has become a pattern for us. You know what? So that we don't repeat we don't repeat what, um, excuse me, the book of Samson. So that we don't repeat what Samson, the mistakes of, of Samson. No, that's the reason I believe God is speaking to us. So that we don't repeat the mistake of Samson. We don't repeat it. But before we get to this point, we've got to allow the spirit of God to just lead us, to guide us. Oh, I pray that God will, 
God will infuse your heart with passion. That God will infuse you with zeal. That you will be zealous for the house of God. That in this day where men are building their own thing. That in this day where men are building their own thing. Oh, it is my prayer that you will be filled with the zeal of the house of God. It is my prayer that you will catch a higher vision. It is my prayer that something in you will not rest. That you will continue to be burdened. I pray that God will place his burden upon you because it takes a burden to come into this thing. It takes the burden of God to step into this day. It takes hallelujah, a quest that just some revelation will not satisfy. It takes more than earlier. The ability to study scripture and read the scripture and preach the scripture. Something on the inside of you must catch the fire of God. Oh Lord. Take us there. Something in you. You must be zealous for your father's house. That's the heart of, of this message. You must, Jesus, the Bible says, he was consumed by the zeal of his father's house. You must be consumed. But you see, when you are consumed by the zeal of the father's house, everything, everything that you need to represent the father is released upon your life. You're no longer limited, amen, to just some giftings. You're no longer limited to a fivefold ministry. When you become zealous, when you become zealous for the house of God, heaven breathes on you. Heaven on you. They, they rock on you. Something begins to happen that when you speak, the earth begins to shake before you. We build things and we are now sitting on Moses' seat. In fact, we are, we are now demanding worship from the people of God. We have become gods. Devil is a liar. Friends, are you getting what we're talking about? Let's 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 look at the scripture. Yesterday I, I began to introduce us to this. Principle of Samson. Just while I was waiting for the light, you know, to, to you know to, to be restored. You know, it dawned on me. I mean, it's not like one doesn't know this thing. This it just dawned on me. The activities of God, the move of God, the intentions of God are locked within a man. That that just dawned on me. 
that all that God has ever done on earth is done through people, through individuals. Just think about that. If God wants to start a walk, a mission, a ministry somewhere, anywhere, God would need somebody. When God wants to bring judgment to a place, to a state, to a nation, to a society, he uses a man. No wonder the scripture says, what is man that you're mindful of him, the son of man, that, that, that you visit him? I, I want us to pause as we journey to us the life of Samson. Because, you know, it dawned on me, we, we're talking about Samson. Samson is a man. Samson, you know, is a man, like I said yesterday, it began by being a child that was born. He grew, he became a man. All of what God wants to do in terms of his, his, his redemptive plan, his ability, amen, to defeat the Philistine was locked amen, in the life of a, a man called Samson. Just like God's intention for a whole generation, God wants to restart, you know, re-engage his people. It started, amen, by a man, by the name Abraham. And you think, oh yeah, Ab yes, Abraham. But before Abraham, there was a man by the name Noah. Before Noah, there was a man by the name Enoch. Before Enoch was a man by the name Enos. Are you seeing the, 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 the sacredness of a man? God began with the man in the garden. The redemption of creation came by one man. The man Christ. <laughs> Today we have an entire book that speaks to us. Speak to us, amen. Of, of the comings of God. Of the, of, of, the, of the move of God, amen. Of the finishing, you know, things of God in the earth. By the name John. God just took one man. Download everything into him. No, no, I just want you to see how, how special you are. I want you to see how important you are and how important. You see, this changes our life. You see, when we, when we come into this understanding, we stop running around. We stop, we, we stop looking for men's approval. No, we, we begin to journey to discover who we are. <laughs> you know, we, you're no longer trying to impress people. Your journey to discover who this man is. What is man? That's a question they ask. What is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you visit him. What is man? What, 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 is, what is this thing hidden in man that God said, let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness? There's a mystery in man that man is yet to discover. It seems the devil knows a bit about that man. That's why he wants to finish him. <laughs> he said, if, if I can finish this man, I can, I can put an end to the work of God on earth. 
Stop running around. Stop letting other people define you and confuse you. Don't you understand? Those who define you can confuse you. I mean, I, I'm just looking at this. Just, just before we began, I'm just thinking, Samson. There was a key given to Samson. There was a mystery given to Samson. And that, and that mystery came through his parent. Just like Emma, John was a mystery. John was a mystery. Not even death could stop him. Not Herod, not Philip, not Herodian. Nothing. When you discover this thing, you live in the other realm. When you discover who you are, open our eyes, Lord. Open our eyes. Open our eyes to see who we are before we can see what we are called to represent. Hallelujah. Sin, there's so much about man that God takes his time. God takes his time. So a, a nation, a nation was plunged into rebellion, and God earlier shut that nation and gave them over to captivity for 40 years. And in that period, God began. A process. You see, whenever God wants to do something new in the earth, he releases. He releases a man. Amen. The man must be born. You see, before I was born, God already knew that I will be born in a place called Ibadan in Nigeria. That I will be born on a crusade ground. That my mother will love to pray. God already prepared all that, knowing that a time will come that I will be released into a nation called South Africa that had been prepared long before apartheid, long before, you know, ANC and all this, long before anything, God already planned it. He had planned saviors. He had planned redemption. You see, we don't understand. When we understand these things, it helps us to also understand why we have to go through what we need to go through. Why we don't have what certain things. Why certain things are not given to us. Why we are prevented from certain things. Why hallelujah, certain things are given to us. Why certain things are taken from us. You see, when we understand this concept of providence, it brings us to rest. We begin to rest within our calling. We find solace. You see, I've come to find solace. What gives me, listen to this, let me say this, and this is very heavy. What gives me rest is not my children, it's not my wife. It's not even my calling. It's my location in the eternal identity of who I've been assigned to be in God for my generation. That is my ultimate. I know people say, oh, wow, you know, your wife comes first. No, my wife comes second. My children come second. What gives me a drive, a push, you see? You can buffet me. You can take everything from me. But you see, you cannot take this one thing that heaven has given to me. 
And when you live life from this order of life, listen to this. <laughs> there is nothing that the Lord will do within your jurisdiction that they will not first knock on your door. Because you have become the friend of God. Does that, does that mean that I do not love my children, my family? No, 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 no. I'm only telling you that there are things in the spirit that you've got to find their priority in your life. Or else the enemy is coming for those things that you have, you've made demigods. You know, when I began to pray, Lord, you know, in Nigeria, I began to pray, God, give me a wife. I said, when you give me a wife, I will serve you the more. The reason why I wanted to marry is, is so that I can, you know, I, I can be more focused on the Lord. In fact, I was praying, Lord, give me you know, a woman that we will pray together. It was the opposite. <laughs> it was the opposite. But God gave me what I needed, not what I thought I need. You see, when we don't understand the ways of God, we would jeopardize. We would jeopardize God's intention in our life because we will never find fulfillment in what God has given to us. We'll be looking for what we have been envisioning, what we've been dreaming of. You see, every one of us, we've got certain dream, certain belief, certain idea, amen, certain picture of the right man. Of the, listen to this. The, the right man is the man that God gives to you. <laughs> It's not the one that you, you have dreamt of, you have imagined. The right woman is the one God gives to you. And that person may not align to, you know, your ten, your ten steps, your ten keys to spirituality. In fact, the woman may never pray in her life. And God says, I put this woman in your life to keep you praying. But I thought she's going to be praying with me. No, it doesn't work like that. You see, that's what religion taught us. That you need a man in your life who, who will lift you up. If God doesn't lift you up, you'll find yourself on the floor. <laughs> I love that. Are you getting the point? They have to bring you to certain sight. Why am I saying this? Is it, you're gonna, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Because if we miss, if we miss, if we miss all the footprint and the footpath of God in our life. And we're searching for, you know, some very nice you know, idealistic image of the right man, of the right woman. I love a shianda. You finish. There's nothing like a right man or a right woman. It is the one God chooses for you. It is the one God selects for you that is right. If it's not right, you make it right. You accept it as right. What defines rightness? So you won't hear things like this on, a, you know, on the pulpit. <laughs> That's why you're blessed to be connected to this order, to, the, to this frequency. And the prophet, they said, go marry a prostitute. Was that right or evil? <laughs> Was that right or evil? Come on, friends. I'm not talking about marriage. But you see, marriage is part of our life. You see, that's why we don't do marriage seminar. It's part of our life. If we don't understand this thing, all right? If you have to go to some marriage seminar, some men's seminar, some women's seminar, you know, to understand the ways of God, then you're fooled already. Because it, it, marriage is part of the curriculum. It's the foundation that birthed our movement on earth in divine representation. Marriage is the, is the portal, is the womb to which God releases his intention. As I said, listen to this. Marriage was never designed for fallen people. 
Till Jesus come, people will still be trying to understand that statement. Marriage was never designed for fallen people. So if you think you're going to get married to stop, you know, looking around, you lie. You lie. Because you're going to see somebody more, far better. You know, not, not just better in terms of beauty, but even better in quality and character than the person you've married. So are you going to start, you know, eyeing that person and say, ah, this woman can pray. This woman can pray more than my wife. Oh, this woman can, you know, this woman knows how to treat me. Mother. <laughs> if that is what defines your understanding about marriage, I tell you, you're going to pierce your heart with sorrow. Because it will be an, an expectation you will never get. <laughs> Lord, oh, God must want somebody to hear this this afternoon. God must want somebody to listen to what I'm talking about. You see, it is the Lord that gives us our portion. God has become our portion. Whatever he gives to us, we embrace it. We may not understand it initially, but listen to this. As you walk with God, as you journey with him in obedience, you embrace it. Though he slay me, I will not deny him. There are relationships that will be slaying you and they will say, take it, keep it. He said, because of the much revelation that is given to you. <laughs> because of the much revelation given to you, we also give you this one. It's called, amen, the messenger of Satan. How, how, how do you, which, which theology, which theological school are you going to put that? We also give you, give you we give to you is a gift a, a messenger of satan to keep you to you know to keep your head straight so that you are not overrun by a revelation that you are not overrun by a revelation we're going to talk about about these things because this is where a lot of minister and ministry and great people, amen, have met their end. Many have been buried on this key. That's why we're dealing. I mean, I never chose Samson. It's the Lord. Yesterday, like I said, I wasn't planning to talk about Samson. I'm talking about how to begin. I mean, I was thinking about how to begin our school and all that. And the Lord just dropped this thing on my laps. You got to deal with this. But I know the Lord already prepared me. If you ever think one woman is going to come into your life and just make your life heaven on earth. Or one man, God is going to bring one man to your life. And suddenly you got to have this heaven on earth experience. You lie and the devil lied to you. It's a ministry. Just like you nurture that ministry heaven has given to you. You have to nurture the man. You have to nurture the woman. And some nurturing may just be like jellyfish. They never change. You keep them like that. You keep them. You have a choice to walk out of it. They say don't walk out of it. You keep it. You walk out of it. You walk out of your calling. You walk out of your ministry. Because, but but this, this man is not giving me what I need. She's not giving me what I need. Who told you she's supposed to give you what you need? Heaven gives you what you need. She's there, hallelujah, to protect you from yourself. She's there to protect you, hallelujah, from the grace, from the calling of God upon your life. But how is she protecting you? Yes, by being rebellious. Because that being rebellious pushes you to pray the more. <laughs> Until you begin to understand that my joy comes from the Lord. If your joy comes from sex, I'm telling you, you're going to be looking for somebody who is more beautiful than your wife. You're going to be looking for a man who, 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 who seems to be yes than, than the person you have. You understand? Because there will always be somebody that can outdo you and that can outdo your spouse or that person. There will always be somebody, particularly in the church. There are good sisters in the church. 
Before you sneeze, they know when to give you the handkerchief. Meanwhile, your wife is looking at you. You're sneezing. You sneeze the first one, second one. She just takes her face away. I, sorrow fills your heart. Say, this woman doesn't love me. She doesn't even care. Here's a sister coming. And the sister coming, giving you handkerchief. Listen to this. You have to know how to treat that sister. Lest you begin to lust after. Because she's good. She's kind to you. That's part of the things that we've got to teach in the church. Don't take advantage. How do we handle these things? How do we handle this grace? How do we handle this order of life? How do we come into these things? Until every aspect of you, amen, is harvested. Every aspect of flesh. Every aspect of your idea. Every aspect of your expectation. Every aspect, amen, of your own longing. Everything. If there is an iota of that which is yours, that which is me, myself, and I is there, they must Sometimes it's going to take war. It's going to take kicking here and there. They will kick you here, pick you there. Yes, until they take those stones, then they give you. Then they say, here, here's one. It's your reward. <laughs> it's your reward. She's an help meet. The path and the way to meet that thing, you don't know. You don't know. You know, I was praying, God, give me a woman that can pray like me. No, God never answered that prayer. Does that mean that my wife doesn't love me? She doesn't care about the things of God? She does, in her own way. And it will take maturity to see that and honor that and respect that. Or else you're going to walk out of that relation. The devil is going to be putting one woman that can pray heaven down in your life. You know, every time this sister come to pray, she, oh, and you begin to lost. Ah, this sister can pray. Lord, if only you can change my wife to pray like because you you out of it you don't understand you you lack understanding about spiritual things you see these are these are deep things we're talking about i don't even know why i'm talking about this thing but somebody needs to hear this we're talking about something because listen you're going to find out that something was sleeping amen on the laps of delilah ah come on we're not there yet you just wait wait we're going to get there not now not today we'll get to something and delilah today we're dealing with something and his birth that God wants to change a generation. Hallelujah. You start from the position of amen. a seed. It has to be born. Can you carry the seed? I read a scripture. Let me read it again because I said this scripture, this scripture will be speaking to us as we go amen, on in this series. I, I, I guess it's become a series now because certainly I'm not going to finish today. Listen to this. First Corinthians chapter, chapter, first Corinthians chapter, chapter, where's that scripture again? I think it's first Corinthians chapter chapter 13 oh, yes it's first Corinthians 13 from 9 to 11 now listen let me quickly quote it Paul said when I was a child I talked as a child listen that is a whole ge generation there was a period amen where we, we we step into the things of God amen and we related to the things of God from this order I was a child amen I thought as a child I thought, excuse me, I was a child, amen, and I talked as a child. You know, the, the, the expression, have you, have you noticed how children speak? 
Children speak what is in their heart. They just say it out. They, 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 there's no sense of maturity and development. He said, when I was a child, amen, I talked like one and I thought like one. That's a period. That's a season in our, in our life with, with the things of God. If you live your life at this point, listen to this. It doesn't mean that you're not blessed. It doesn't mean a child can be born into royalty. A child can be born, amen, into abundance, into great things. But the child has not mature. Many of us were born into the house of God. Amen. We're born into the things of God. Many are called. We've explained that few are chosen. We're, we're calling to the things of God. You see, when you're calling to the things of God, you just begin to enjoy, amen, the, the, you know, the, 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 benefit, the benefit of the calling. You know, I can, I, can, I can live my life in the benefit of the prophetic. Just in the benefit. But guess what? There is more, amen, to the benefit of the prophetic. There is a place, amen, where you begin to see the other side of the prophetic, where you have to be bearing shame, where you have to be beaten, where you have to sacrifice, where you have to, amen, just be left there, you know, wondering. You don't know if you're coming, if you're going. There's the other side of the prophetic that a lot of people don't know about. In fact, if they know about it, they will run. There are things you don't expose to children because they will be they, they, they will be they will be afraid. So Paul is speaking to the Corinthian church here, using this analogy to to explain to them mature things. When I was a child, I talked as a child. I thought as a child. So there's the speaking, there's the reasoning. I thought as a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, it says I put away. This is the point we want to step into. A point a day where we begin to put away, push aside childish thought, childish talk, childish reasoning. It said when I became amen, a man, I put away childish ways, childish things. Put away childish things behind me. He said, for now I see only a reflection, a fraction, only a reflection as in a mirror. Why did he say that? He said, a mirror cannot give you amen, a 360 degree picture of who you are. A mirror, amen, the best a mirror can give you to you amen, is two-dimensional. Put the ways of child, you know, childhood behind me. For now, I know, and for now, I know, and I see only as a reflection in a mirror. He said, "Then there's a, there's a, there's an order. There's a, there's something coming called then. I shall see face to face." Now, yesterday I introduced something to us as we deal with. Now, let me quickly. Uh, deal with this. A devil is a liar.
There are five categories that we're going to look at as we deal with this teaching. Yesterday, I began to deal with the birth of Samson. This is God. This is God's, this is God's respond, amen, to a people, to his church, to a generation that he's going to redeem, restore back. Like I said, for close to two decades, we've not had it well in the church. We've not had it because we have been, we have been rebellious, if you will. We've, we've done our own thing. We've allowed all kinds of things to invade our, our, you know, our, our, our place, our domain, amen, our identity as the people of God. So all kinds of things have happened, it's happening. But today we're believing God, amen, for the restoration, for the redemption of the church. And that's what we're dealing with, what we're dealing with. And that's why I seem as if, amen, I'm a bit, you know, agitated the way I'm speaking. I'm, you know, forceful, yes, because we have to see, amen, the, the, the severity of this thing. We have to see the importance. We have to see, amen, the sacredness of that which heaven, amen, is demanding and doing in our day. So, so we're going to be dealing with five categories in this message because I quickly just, you know, checked the word of God and I saw that this is divided into five points. Now, listen, we're going to be dealing with the birth of Samson. All right. Amazingly, the next thing we're going to be dealing with, amen, is the marriage of Samson. So you understand why I began to talk about marriage. All right. Yes, because these are all patterns, the organogram, amen, of the movement of God, of the way God's structure, amen, his, his move, his, 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 his interaction, his dealings, particularly in the life of Samson, alright, so there's the birth of Samson, and then there's the marriage, amen, of Samson, and then you're going to see, amen, how Samson defeated the Philistine, alright, I guess that's the, yes, that's the third one, you're going to be seeing, alright, how Samson defeated the Philistine, and then you're going to, then we're going to deal with Samson amen, and Delilah. And then we're going to deal with the death of Samson. These are, these are the structures that we, I mean, if you, if you look at all that I've just spoken about, right? I've just highlighted, guess what? You finish the entire uh, uh, um, life and story of Samson in the book of Judges. So that is from chapter, chapter 13 to chapter 16. Yet in this chapter, amen, we, we, there are some powerful principles there that we cannot miss, particularly in our day, in our time. If we're going to press, if we're going to move in, if we're going to step into, amen, the day of the Lord, if we are really going to be ready, amen, to engage the reality of what is coming before us, what is ahead of us, and what is, what is you know, what, 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 what heaven is bringing us into, we have to. You're going to see that as we continue to deal with this, so many things, amen, will begin to pan out. But one thing that we, 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 sp we spoke about yesterday that I quickly want to, you know, uh, re-emphasize is that when God wants to birth, when God wants to do something new, there's a time span, all right, that may be termed as barren. And the reason for that is to reflect, like I said yesterday, is to reflect the condition of the church or where we're coming from or what we represent. Barrenness is like a reflection, amen, of, of the judgment of God upon a people. Now, that sense of barrenness 
can only be seen and appreciated by people who have sight. Because for people who don't have sight, I mean, business continue. I would just, just let's just enjoy ourselves, jolly jolly. Amen? We go to church and dance. You know, we dance, we do all those things that we do. Amen? But yet, there is famine in the house. There is famine in the land. But we're just enjoying ourselves. Oh, you're just like in my church, like children. The father must produce f food. Wherever that food comes from, you don't know. You eat whatever is presented to you, pre you know, pre presented before you. You just eat. You just. But for those who understand, the Bible says that in the day, listen to this, in the day of Ezra, that they began to rebuild. All right? In fact, that they laid the temple, that they laid the foundation of the temple. There were two kinds of people, amen, in the land. There were two kinds of cry. In fact, there were two kinds of voice. The Bible says, as they lay, the, 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 you know, the, you know the, 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 the foundation of the house of God, there was a great shout. That, you know, people, everybody around heard. But within that shout, there was a great cry. You only see that which is relevant to you. To the point the Bible says you, you can hardly differentiate the two. Amen. Between the shout and the cry. Those who saw the glory of the former house were weeping. Were weeping. That's the context. Because sometimes we can speak things out of context and then we, meet, we miss the intentions of God. I know the glory of the latter house is, is greater than the former. But before we talk about the glory of the latter house... We need to talk about, amen, what was missed, what was destroyed, what was burnt. It's in that context that these elderly men, these fathers, these elders were weeping. They were weeping because God gave them mercy to see the relaying of the foundation of a new house. You see, but those young people, those millennials, zealous people, who never understood, amen, the move of God, who never, who were never part of the journeys of God. That's why today when I look at some of the young people, everybody's talking Reformation Apostolic. When I look at some of the things that these young people are writing and saying on, you know, on, you know, on Facebook, and sometimes they even want to challenge you. I mean, I, I weep, I cry from within my heart. Because they have not seen the scar of what we bore going through the transition when God, we, we saw the glory of what God began to do in the 90s. We were there. We birthed this thing with our heart, with our life. We birthed this thing. We birthed these things. This thing called reformation. And I was, I remember the day where God says, I'm, I'm moving from this thing. I'm shifting away. Men have taken, they have taken my glory. It's become intellectual. It's become a voice of man. It's become something that, 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 that has become competitive. That today, if you don't join some class, some company, some network, and you're not part, I mean, to the point that the Reformation brought division among those proclaiming the Reformation. Not division among those who don't believe. I'm talking about the Reformation brought division. I was one of the people back then. I'm not going to mention names so that they can bear their own shame in their repentance. And I walk up to them and I told them, 
This thing ought to be a reflection of Christ and we ought to get this thing. What we are saying and proclaiming and declaring now is not reflecting the heart and the spirit of reformation. And they challenged me and they said, no, you don't have a right to talk to us. And I said, the same very thing you're accusing T.D. Jakes of is the same very thing we're doing. What is wrong with us? And they told me, who are you to challenge, to speak to us? And they kicked me out of their network. And the Lord said to me, did I not tell you? I have walked out of this thing. And that was the last time I, 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 I connected to anything men call network. Because if, if man began it, if man establish it, if the man, if it's man maintaining it, man owns it. For all I care, we can call God. We can be talking. And I saw how that thing we, we call, you know, reformation was just a glorified, charismatic voice. And the Lord plunged me. And the Lord said, I will take you through a journey and show you what I am doing among my people in the earth. Friends, that journey the Lord took me through, I died several times. I mean, to the point that I was literally saying to God, I, I want to die. I really, not, I'm not talking, you know, you know, you know symbolic. I really want to die. I, I'm tired. And the Lord said, be it. Go through it. It is the mark of a called one. When you go through a season where there is no burden for you to share what you're going through, to give you, you know, a glass of water, you've been journeying through the wilderness, you can't find something and say, here's water to refresh you. And the Lord said, my strength is perfected in your weakness. And you were shut down. Completely shut down. For months, I could not even open my Bible. Heaven dealing with you. You think you're lost. And at the verge of you finally giving up, the breathe life on you again. They say, leave. It's not time to die. There's a lot to represent. Here am I today. So if you don't understand what it takes... You want to touch the things of the spirit and just want to, you know, you, you want to merchandise it. That's when I look at some of the people that call themselves apostles in this country. It's, I mean, they are a disgrace to the move of God. They are a disgrace. Because they know nothing. All they have is what they have, what they have read, what they have seen. And they go parrot those things. And they call it a revelation. It's not a revelation. Because a revelation will first transform your life before it becomes a message. You see, a revelation is that which transforms your life to the point that your life becomes the revelation. You become the message. I can say these things because of the authority that is given. And the authority that you earn. There's an authority that is given. There's one that you've got to earn. So friends, we have to understand that there's a generation that is weeping, that is crying right now for what men have turned the house of God to. 
For several months, I've wept when I look at what, in fact, I no longer watch TV when it comes to Christian program. I don't watch Christian program. I can, I'd rather sit there and watch, you know, a movie. You know? <laughs> I'd rather watch Transformer than to watch one crazy prophet or pastor on the TV. It, it's, it's crazy what people have turned the things of God to. Is beyond circus. Is beyond, you know, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? What was what's that, you know, uh, um, Disney World program? Is beyond the cartoon. Is 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 beyond Mickey Mouse. The house of God today has become. That's why I said, if all we you see, a lot of people today, particularly in America, when they say prophetic, is all about prophetic dancing. This prophetic dancing. Then one crazy person comes. Hallelujah. The, the Lord is saying, shut up. You know nothing about the prophetic. You have to die and die and die and die and get to the point when they say, open your mouth. You say, I cannot speak. The day where anybody can get up and say, they, they want to speak on behalf of God. See how we have commercialized the things of God. We've, we've turned the house of God to a den of thieves and robbers. That's what the scripture said. I didn't write it. No wonder Jesus got up. He said, the zeal of my father's house has consumed me. And he took a whip. He made a whip. He drove them out of the temple. That was symbolic. The same temple he judged. <laughs> the same temple he drove them out of because that was just symbolic. He drove them out of the temple. But who built the temple? The Pharisees built the temple, but they were using the temple, amen, as a place of the meeting, as a place, amen, that, that, that you know, you know, that they called, you know, house of God. So he drove them out. He drove them out of the house. He, he said, do not turn my father's house, amen, to a place of thieves and robbers. But before he died, he said, destroy this temple. Yes, he was talking about his body, but he was also speaking about that physical temple. Didn't the Roman Empire destroy the temple? 70 AD later, they destroyed that temple. They pull it down. What are we talking about? We have to understand amen, the sacredness of, 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 the, of, of the voice of God, of the ways of God in our day. There has to be an understanding. Hey, friends, the fear of God must come back to the church. Gone are the days where amen, pastors can be sleeping with church members. Those days must be over. Gone are the days where the fear, hallelujah, where, where, where people no longer are af afraid of the things of God. No, we, we want the fear of God to come back to the house of God. I want the fear of God to fall upon my life, to fall upon your life. Listen, until these things are restored. That's why you see in, in, in the sevenfold spirit, in the sevenfold spirit of God, one of it is the fear of God. The sevenfold spirit of God reflects his fear. Fear. Have you noticed that fear is connected, is merged with what? Revelation. I'll show you. Isaiah chapter, chapter 11. Yes, it. Let's pick it from verse 
Okay, let's pick it from verse 2. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and power. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So when you hear somebody, revelation, revelation. Have you noticed people who always talk about revelation, revelation? They are the most carnal people. Because we use revelation, amen, to, cof- to cover. Revelation has become the veneer that covers, amen, our carnality. Like I said, in the days where we can easily, we can, I mean, anybody can easily Google what I've, what I've preached this morning and you can download that and listen to it, all right? And tomorrow you can go preach it anywhere. You can talk about it anywhere. See, that is a crazy world. That's why we've, if we don't understand the nature of the days that we live in, we will not understand the demand of God for change. Change is not, it's not easy in a day where, amen, everything is given to us to replace the authentic. In a day where, listen to this, in a day where China can produce anything, it is difficult earlier to go pay amen, for the authentic. Oh, you didn't hear me. Let me repeat what I've just said. I say in a day where China can show me that product that you want. All right, you take this iPad now. Go give it to China and say, I want 20 of this thing tomorrow. Listen to this. China will give you that thing. It's no longer about quality. As long as it looks like amen, what, what you want, amen, and it can serve your purpose, amen, and in the next six months, it dies. You get another one. So it's not about, it's not about quality. It's not about longevity. It, you know, it's about function. It, it, you know, it's about lies. It's about deceit. It's about you like it. You see, because it's all about visual. As long as people like it, it's, it's glaring. It's glittering. Not, they say not everything that guilts is gold. That's why the scripture says every work shall be tried by fire. Fire is, 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 is that quality, is that dimension of a life that tests the quality of what we represent. You know, a lot of people look at my life and say, all these years you've been tracking this thing. What do you have to gain? Ah, you're blind. You're blind. I have gained power with God. I have gained a place in the heart of God. But I don't have a car out there to prove. I don't have a house somewhere built somewhere to prove. Because that is, the, that is what men have taught, taught us today. Now if, if God called you and you don't have a three story building somewhere. You don't have you know some limousine, some car. You know you're not pressing to get an aircraft. You see then, 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 then God then you're not blessed. Ah, you see if you understand blessing from that dimension. You are part of the Ishmaelite generation. Because God blessed Ishmael. But I don't live in the world of blessing. <laughs> I live in the world of inheritance. I have inherited things in God. That I have, I have, I have left amen, for my children. In fact, I've left it for their children's children. There's a genealogy. There's an order of life. There's an heritage that we have come into. I, that nobody can take this thing from me. There's an heritage. An, an apostolic eternal heritage. An heritage born after the order of Melchizedek. It's in my loins and it's flowing like a river into the life of those who have connected to this stream. That everywhere we go, we give sight to men. 
that we give clarity, we give voice, we give insight. This is an, inher this is an inheritance that we are laying and, 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 and building, amen, for the next move of God in this nation. Listen to this. Let me not let, let me let, let, let me let, let, let me disabuse your mind. Not every one of us will have amen the things, the good things of this world to prove that indeed our God is good. Anybody who preach that to you, that you have to have the good things of this world, amen, to, to proclaim and to declare. It means they don't understand the prophetic. They understand the gospel, but not the prophetic. And if you don't understand the prophetic, you do not understand the ways of God fully. Yes. Alexandra understand John the Baptist. He preached John. The Bible says he was an eloquent man. He was an eloquent man. And all he knew was the baptism of John. And he preached that with skill. Until somebody who knew better come. Priscilla and Aquila. They were not even apostles. They were just travelers. You know, missionaries. They call this apostle, great apostle. They say, come, let's show you the way of God more perfect. That's what God is doing in our day. I'm going to understand honor from the position of spiritual respect, from the position of spiritual rankings. Let's believe God. It's time to, to, to tear off our robe of self-righteousness. It's time, amen, to begin to burn the things that we have acquired with our own hand, our strength has given. Because those are the things that will hinder us from stepping into the day. When the Lord begins to beckon and say, come. You're looking at all, all the things that you've, you've, you've acquired, you've built. <laughs> and, the, and the wife is saying, hey, Lord, are, are, we, are we going to leave all these things? We just finished that building yesterday. That one, you know, we that project, we just began it. <laughs> and the Lord said, if you can if you don't move out of the land, there's nothing we can do. Judgment is coming. Live. Reluctantly, the woman. Okay, we'll go. Hey, but she has acquired too many things. <laughs> when you build, listen, when you build close to Sodom and Gomorrah, it's only a matter of time before you are found inside Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes, that was Lot. You know why? You know, you know why Lot was located be beside, close to Sodom and Gomorrah? Because he was blind. Every time we talk about sight, we talk about the prophetic. Listen to this. You can't even advance in the day of God, in this new day, without the prophetic. Prophetic must influence every aspect. Because prophetic is that which shows you, amen, where the Lord is leading you. And also tells you where you must not go, what you must not do. The Spirit of the Lord must be there. Warning you, telling you. The Bible says, as Saul lifted his eyes, he saw this plain like the garden of Eden. That's the mother of deception. When you, saw, when you see something that resembles, hallelujah, that which, that which looks authentic and you assume it is authentic. That is the height of blindness. That is the height, amen, of spiritual, you know, uh, 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 you know, Bankruptcy, if you will. As, 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 as Abraham said, Lot, look left and right. Make your choice. The Bible says, as he, as he lifted his eyes, I saw. You see, he was in the house of Abraham, but he never learned anything from Abraham. He was enjoying the blessing. 
And this is what God is going to be doing in this last day. All right? God will begin to severe the lot from Abraham. God will begin to severe because God is going to allow Lot to see that all that you think you have acquired is because of your connection. You break away from that connection. You think because of what you have acquired, because of what you have come into, because of what you have, you have been blessed with. Now you can point and at Abraham and say, you have no voice. You have no place in my life. God says, let him go. We're going to be seeing that in this last day. And all those powerful ministry, all those powerful things that you think men have built, you're going to see them fall like a placard. Why? Because the source, that which sourced them, that which connect them, that which, you know, held them, that which, you know, you know, resourced them has been cut off. The Bible says the henchmen of Lot began to fight the henchmen, listen, of Abraham. What 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 an what what an audacity! These are all kinds of things we're going to be seeing. The judgment is coming. I I told you, judgment is coming. Yes, it's a new day. Yes, heaven is restarting. Yes, we're bringing heaven is bring up, bringing us into something fresh, something great. But guess what? Judgment is also coming, because judgment. Listen to this. Judgment. Is the point where God restart, where God kickstart, where God, amen, restore. Where there is no judgment, there's no restoration. Listen to this. Judgment does not mean condemnation. But there is nothing we do that God would not judge. Judgment means harvest. That we have come to day of harvest and they're going to see if indeed we've lived in accordance to the standard. We've lived our life in accordance to divine measure. They will judge us. Every, every man's work will be judged. They say, bring the material, throw it in the fire. Let's see if indeed this thing amen, has, has, has been built with the right material or if it's combustible. And I can see everybody shaking. Hey, because you know, alas, master, the axe was borrowed. You borrowed the revelation. You borrowed the message. You borrowed the, you know, the whatever it is. If it's borrowed, I'm telling you, you be afraid. As they throw it in the fire, boom. Combustible. But you do that took the time. You took the pain. You took the sweat. You build it right with the right material. You built with it with gold. You know what it cost you. You see, there are things. Listen to this. What I have, I've received by the grace of God. This is not some borrowed, borrowed ark somewhere. This, this I, I paid with my life. You take me, you throw me in the fire. I will come out, amen, blazing and glistering like gold. Take me as I am now, just as I am. Take everything, just take me. Throw me in the Sahara Desert. I can assure you in the next six months, that place will bloom. That's the hallmark of a cold one. People told me, how are you going to make it in a nation, in a country you know nobody? If the Lord has called me, he will prove it. If the Lord sent me, he will prove it. He's proven it. He's done more than proven it. <laughs> you see, sometimes when I feel discouraged, these are the things that encourages me. When I think back, 
of what the Lord has done, how he's brought me. He says, stay in the land and still speak. Paul, I still have men in the land. Continue to speak. When some men of God kick me out, kick me out of their, their church and their fellowship and their network and all that here in this country. You know, the promise you heaven and earth. Oh, we're going to open doors. We're going to allow. God has given such a message. Oh, we're going to. Last minute. Some don't even call you. Ah, man of God, sorry. Uh, they, they just leave you hanging. And the Lord said to me, did I not tell you? Take the airwave, you will take the land. You don't need no man's church, no man's pulpit. You don't need no man's building to do. You've got to understand what I'm trying to teach you. I'm using you as a pioneer to pioneer something. It's a new order of ministry. If you want to go back to what I'm moving away from, you're going to die with them. You're going to be judged with them. You see, when God judged, listen to this, when God judged King Saul for 14 years, David was still running. He was still a fugitive. He was still running. But yet, <laughs> the man on the throne has been judged. But you see, you've got to understand something about time. I mentioned that earlier. When God wants to move, God moves within time. It may take 14 years. It may take 40 years. It may take 80 years. Those who have vision, time is inconsequential to them. Those who have vision, time is inconsequential. Caleb said, <laughs> 40 years ago, I was promised this mountain. 40 years ago. 40 years now, my sight is still sharp. As if I was just born yesterday. Give me this mountain. In the things of God, we don't age. We only get to be renewed. He renew my strength like an eagle. My vision is sharp. My vision for this nation is, 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 is ever alive. It's more than alive. My assignment for my continent and my generation. My desire for a redeemed church. A glorified church. A church without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. is more than an alive. And I know there are a company of them that are saying, yes, I believe with you. I'm joining force with you. I thank God for those who believe in us. We say we will support you and support this work. Because listen to this. This is not just about Isaiah Phillips. When a vision gets to the level it's got into in my life, you have produced people. You've, you, you have duplicated yourself. Even though they will never call you, you know, my father in the Lord, which I don't even want. I don't want people calling me my father in the Lord. There are people who have called me. I say, don't call me that. I'm a brother. My name is Isaiah Phillips. I'm a prophet. That's my calling. But my name is Isaiah Phillips. You understand this? And I function in a governmental apostolic ministry. But my name is Isaiah. That you call me prophet Isaiah means nothing to me. That you don't call me prophet Isaiah, it means nothing to me. You see, if they don't deal with all that in your life, those are the issues, little area, little foxes that swell the vine. Yes, you'll be looking down on somebody because they don't call you prophet or they don't put doctor there. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. 
You see, I've spoken like this, people get angry. So you better be get you better be angry with me because I want that crazy thing in your heart, alright, that makes you to lord it over people to be angry. That's why I will deal with those things. We'll uproot it from the root so that people can be free, a people can be delivered, a nation can enter into their destiny. Not allow your little tradition and ungodly, you know, believe to, to cripple the move of God. God wants to move in the earth. We are hindering his move. Just because somebody don't, didn't call you, so just because somebody did not give you the front row, <laughs> the front seat. Have you noticed how crazy men of God are this is? You know, that you didn't give the person the front row. He got angry. Or you didn't welcome him in a particular way. He gets, come on. These are childish things. When I was a child, amen, I talked as one. I thought as one. I reasoned as one. When I became... There has to be a day where we become a man. Friends, this is the day, this is the time where heaven is demanding that we become men. That we become men. And we're going to be tracking the values, amen, of a man. In fact, I've got something that I saw here. Let me see if I can bring it out. Alright? What are the values of men? Listen to this. Number one, vision. Number two, honor. Number three, respect. Number four, courage. Number five, dignity. Number six, faithfulness. Loyalty. Seven, hallelujah. The sense of originality. Eight. Number nine, submission. Number ten, leadership. You see where leadership is? Number 11, provision. Number 12, creativity. Number 10, hallelujah. A sense of integrity. Number, four, number 15, hallelujah. Capacity to be restrained or constrained. Values of a man. If these things were hedged in something, we will not see the, the next tragedy. Because when Samson would get married, he went to the land of the Philistine. He went to the land of his enemy. You see, his, his vision has not been trained. That you can see certain things that are not in alignment with the will of God. You reject it. There are things that are expedient but that are not lawful. You like it. And in fact, if you go for it, everyone won't find any problem with it. But it will hinder you. It's good. But we are no longer living in the land of goodness. Because the fruit that come from that tree. Has a goodness. <laughs> it's called it the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So if all you are preaching is goodness. Your righteousness amen, is still far. In the days we're living, we don't just preach goodness. Goodness is part, is one part of the fruit. One part. And it's good we preach that. But we've got to move to what is called, I show you a more excellent way. A more excellent way. When we come into a dimension of a more excellent way, it will be very difficult for us to be deceived. I've got to stop. It's two hours I've been preaching. <laughs> Or else I will not be able to upload this on you know on our on our podcast. You gotta stop. Ah my friends, I am fired up. When I became a man, I lived childish things. 
Gift must move from childishness. The operations of gift must move from childishness, amen, to manhood. When you move to manhood, your gift begins to operate. Listen to this. Your gift begins to operate from a position of grace to a position of wisdom. Grace is what calls you. Wisdom is what sustains the call and allow you to track the ways of God. Wisdom must build a house. I'm going to leave it here. Hopefully I might come back later in the evening. If I don't come back later in the evening, then tomorrow we're going to pick it from this point. Friends, we're still, okay, we're going to move from the bath, amen, to the next thing. Something got married. That's, that's going to be our next, hallelujah, uh, 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 um, focus as we track, amen, the concept of apostolic reset in the house of God. The Lord is coming back to his house. The Lord is awakening a people. Amen. The seed of a new day. Hallelujah. It's been born. It's been birthed in our heart. It's been implanted in our spirit. And we've got to follow. We've got to track. We've got to mature. We've got to nurture that seed. Amen. So that when this seed grows, remember why we're looking at Samson. So that we don't repeat the mistake of Samson. Because if we repeat the mistake of Samson, we will repeat the same thing that has happened to us in the past. Where fathers will abuse their children. All right? Where children will abuse their father. Where we will abuse the gift of God. Amen. And we will use the things of God to acquire all kinds of things for ourselves in the name of God. So we don't want to do that. So we want to follow. What are the things? What are the what are the what are the what are the tracks we need to find? Amen. In something. What are the good tracks and what are the bad tracks? We need to find it. Alright? You will see how Samson began to use his gift, amen, to, 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 you know, to almost to flaunt it before the, you know, the, 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 the you know, the, the unbelievers, all right, the, you know, the, 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 his enemy began to give them riddles just to prove to them that he is, is better than them. And we see how they use the wife of Samson and say, you go tell your husband. And find out, you know, what this riddle. Because if you don't find out, you know what? We're going to kill you. We're going to kill your family. <laughs> we'll deal with that tomorrow. But let me give you this point again before we go. We're tracking the value system that will allow us to press into the things of God and maintain, amen, that position of visibility in divine representation. Vision, honor, respect. Listen, I'm not just talking about a male man here. I'm talking about manhood. It's a spiritual posture. Amen. So I'm dealing with both the man and the woman. Amen. Vision, honor, respect, courage. Courage, dignity, faithfulness, loyalty. You see, loyalty means that when the person is not there, you can still represent that person with honor. When Nobody sees what you're doing. You can still, hallelujah, respect. You can still manifest. You can still represent that thing with honor. That when you are left with that man or with that woman alone, hallelujah, that you are not forced to drop the pants. No. That, you know, a cry doesn't make you feel like, hey, so you know, what's going on? No. That you've built character. It's something you have to build. 
Listen to this. These are things that have that have crippled men in the past. Remember, our our understanding is that we're dealing with what what failed men in the past, what buried men in the past. And, and as we look at this, we're going to go to Proverbs chapter six. Amen. The, the the road, the root of that of that woman's house. The Bible says, leads to the chamber of death. No one, hallelujah, gathers a coal of fire and and and, and, and you know and, and put them in his bosom and said, I will not be burned. That's a lie. There are things we need to watch for. We need to understand sex and sexuality. We need to understand how to handle money. We need to understand, amen, how to handle the gift of God, wisdom. We must understand what the ministry of revelation is in our life. Is it to prove that we are better off certain people, amen? Is it to flaunt it? Is it just to make noise, amen? Are we supposed to merchandise the things God has given to us and then we're going writing books when the Lord has not actually asked us to write books? But because we are looking for money and we are looking for cheap platform, so you must force yourself to write book, to do this, to do that, amen, so that you can just portray this identity before the world and say, wow, what a success. Who defines your success? Loyalty. Originality. That speaks into identity. You see, I, I, I mean, I grew up trying to be like other people. And I discover it's not possible. Even when I became a pastor, you know, I tried to speak like certain, certain people. Because I like the way they speak. Back then, it was T.D. Jakes. I used to love T.D. Jakes. Until I came to a point I realized, no, we're not going the same way. I'm not saying, I mean, there are a lot of things T.D. Jake says, they're good. He speaks to the people that, he speaks to his own audience. You see, but God has not called me into the same audience of T.D. Jake, so why would I want to be preaching like T.D. Jake? I'm not there to arouse people's emotion. I don't take advantage of, you know, a particular race just to, you know, get them fill into my church because I want to, you know, I don't do that. I'm not a racist in my message. I preach to the white colored, any, any person I preach to them. That's me. All right? I don't use you know, the past and what people are going through. And, you know, come on. We can begin to deal with all these things. You, you, you see, you don't even need to be a man of God to know that certain messages are just soulish. You just need to study psychology. You need to study human philosophy. You need to study. And that's what a lot of them are doing today. They've studied human philosophy. Amen? They know what to do, what to say. They know the button to press. To make you feel, oh yeah, wow, wow, wow. What a, what a message. If you put that thing upon the principle and the platform of apostolic truth, it's nowhere to be found. But to the normal ears, it sounds good. That's why when you ask them, amen, does God condemn homosexuality in the church? They don't have an answer for it. You know, because they know that when they say, yes, God, condemn, God, God condemns it, listen to this, half of their church, amen, you know, will find a way out. And that means their money will drop. Come on. We don't preach for money. We don't preach for the economy. We have our own economic system. That's not condemnation. That's truth. If you cannot stand for the truth, you have no place to represent God's voice in the house of God. If you cannot stand for the truth, you have no place to represent the voice of God in the house of God. The truth is not, is not, is not a shade of grace. The truth is white. Amen. And the other side is black. 
Hallelujah. Submission, leadership, provision. Have you noticed that leadership stands on its own? You see, you can be a, you can be a good leader and not be a godly leader. <laughs> oh, come on, Lord Jesus, help me. You can be a good leader and never be a godly leader. Because good leadership is good management. And you can manage things without your life in alignment. Because you can learn it. You see, leadership is an act that you learn. If you have not received the spirit of leadership, you can learn what is called the act of leadership. You can learn it. There are a lot of things I learn. I'm just looking for some material. I've got a lot of material here amen, on leadership. In fact, I can't remember when last I read them, but most of these books, I brought them from Nigeria. I brought them. Let me show you some of my let me show you some of my books on leadership. This one. This is one of the best material on leadership. Anthony, Anthony D. Souza. I brought this book from Nigeria. This book has been with me. This book deals with almost everything you can talk about in leadership. This guy is, is, is a Jesuit. I mean, this guy is deep. But guess what? Not like he's, 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 he's born again full of the spirit. Yeah, he speaks from a Christian perspective. But his leadership is very, very broad and very wide. <laughs> I understand? Here's another one. This one I bought here in South Africa. Every manager's, you know, Dex reference. This is on leadership. When I bought this material, I mean, I could remember for two, two, three months, I had to, <laughs> you know, I had to believe God for money because these are material. Everything you think you can, I mean, I can't remember the year I opened this book, but these are good materials, you see. Now, this one is written by, I think this guy is a Hindu, if I'm not mistaken, but my Lord, what a book, what a book. The master strategies. In fact, I recommend this book for any person. If you want to know about what, what, what leadership is in terms of the movement and generations of change in leadership, this guy is like God just downloads certain things in this guy. So when I'm reading this thing, this guy is not a Christian. I think he's a Hindu if I'm not mistaken. But the principle adjusts amen, as if you're reading the Bible. So when I'm reading it, I understand. The how the Lord can drop certain things in the hearts of certain people because he can't find people, you know, among the church who can grab this thing. But God looked at this guy. This guy is so, I mean, I, I bought this book. I think I bought this book. I bought this book here in South Africa. I think I bought it in, at the airport. I was traveling somewhere. I got it in at the airport and I bought it for a friend. I, I had to, you know, buy it for a friend. I said, you read this book. This book could tell you. It's like this guy, God just gave download certain things. It's like these guys can see the future. And this is a secular book. This is a secular book. It's a secular book. Uh, please, not, not the books that I have here are Christian books. No, I read secular books. So people don't say, oh, this guy is just knows. No, I read secular books. I read secular books. But guess what? I have the, at least the understanding to know where to see, where to, you know, <laughs> bring the balance. And we need to read. So that we don't get deceived, so that we don't find ourselves in some cocoon thinking, yes, we, we, we know it all. No, we don't know it all. Heaven is speaking to us, but we need to understand that whatever we learn, whatever we're hearing, must be measured by the standard of this book. <laughs> this one is the mother of all books. <laughs> That's called my Bible. Hallelujah. 
Oh, what a time. What just what a day. What what a what an expression of the spirit. What an impartation. I love it when the spirit of God speaks to us openly. You see, these are truths that can provoke you. Yes. If if you have not been through the things that I've been through, if you have not been taken, if you have not been if you have not been taken through some of the things that one has gone through, you will say, What's wrong with this guy? Why, why is he speaking like this? Well, <laughs> I don't, I don't mind, all right, until you've seen the things that I've seen, until they've whispered to you about the things they've whispered to me before you can understand my passion. Like, you know, like they will say, if you don't know the testimony of a person, you will not understand why the person is dancing the way he's da dancing. Yes, that, that's, that's just the story. Friends, heaven is moving in our day, and I'm excited. I'm excited in my spirit because I can see the breaking of a new day. I can see, I can hear the voice, hallelujah, of, of the wings of the angels flapping. I can hear the, 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 the rumblings, hallelujah, of, 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 of the stones, amen, of, 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 of what God is going to use in building, hallelujah, the house of this third day. Let's rejoice. Let's give glory to God. Tomorrow, by the grace of God, we'll pick up from this point. We'll continue. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your voice. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for your mind. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for the speakings of your heart to us. Oh, what a day. No holes back. Thank you. Thank you. The deep is calling to the deep. Like the noise of many waters. We bless your name. Evermore, give us this water that we thirst no more. Thank you, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, everyone. I want to appreciate everyone this afternoon that has made it, you know, uh, uh, um, to connect with me. I don't want to say many duty, but thank you for connecting with me. I really do appreciate it. I honor amen, your presence and your ability to hear, to listen. Please, if you can share this with other people you feel, amen, may need this. If they can stomach the things we've said, well, that's it. That's the work of a prophet. You understand? A prophet will take you to certain dimension you don't want to go. They said, uh, Peter, you will be led to a place you don't want to go. So I'm leading you to a place you don't want to go. Amen. May God give you the confidence and the trust to believe in this crazy prophet that he's leading you to the right place. Really appreciate everyone. Thank you so much, my dear sister Tina, once again. May the Lord continue to perfect his will in your life. Amen. Man of God. Amen. Uh, Winston uh, uh, Daniels, thank you so much, Apostle. Thank you. Really appreciate the fact that you're able to connect. I tell you, it's a great honor having you on Facebook back again. Amen. And sharing life with you, even on this platform. Thank you so much. I hope one of these days you're going to start your own uh, uh, Facebook uh, uh, program. This is a man that is loaded, loaded, loaded with wisdom. What a teacher God has blessed this nation with and with our generation. Really want to appreciate you, sir. Thank you so much for connecting with us. Amen. And uh, uh, <coughs> Reverend Asuni, thank you so much once again, sir, for connecting you know, with me. I really appreciate it. It's always an honor to have you connect. Uh, it, it, gives, it gives me a kind of approval. Say, yes, you're doing what you need to do. Thank you so much, sir. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. My dear brother Ricardo, amen. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you for connecting with, with me again this afternoon. Amen. Who else again? Amen. Wow. My dear brother Nusa, thank you so much. It's an honor to have you, sir. Thank you for connecting with me. Great man of God. Really appreciate you, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother Nusa. Thank you. Amen. All right. Who else again? Amen. My dear sister Bingpe, thank you. Thank you. Sister Bingpe uh, uh, Divide, thank you so much. What a woman of God. 
What a depth. Amen. You want to connect with this woman. Amen. Look for her, amen, on Facebook, amen, being paid divine. Connect with her. She's deep, amen. Uh, uh, Sister Tina, I want you to connect with this lady, amen. She will sharpen you. Iron sharpens iron. That's what we want to do, amen, in this year. I'm not even going to begin. I'm just going to link you guys up. Yes, we must all connect in the spirit. We're breaking boundaries and breaking barrier, all right? So, all right, we must connect. Con let's connect. That's, that's, that's why we're doing what we're doing. Amen. All right. Wow. Woman of God. Thank you so much. Amen. Apostle. Amen. Thank God for your life. Really appreciate. I pray that the Lord will continue to empower you and continue to resource your life. Amen. Diana. That's that's what I'm talking about. Amen. Apostle Diana. Thank you so much. Grace, love, you know, mercy, amen, and truth. Amen. Continue to flow into into your space. May God continue to perfect. Amen. Your 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 calling and your grace. I'm not sure. Are you still in America? Or have you gone to uh, uh, your mission or in China? Please let me know. All right. Let me know. Continue to pray with you. Continue to pray for you. God bless you so much. Really appreciate it. All right. Who else? Who else? My dear sister Shola Kotun. Thank you so much, woman of God. Really appreciate your 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 connection with this frequency with this you know man Isaiah Phillips. Thank you so so much. Really appreciate it. May the Lord continue to strengthen His grace, His call, His ministry in your life. May you continue to build you up. May you continue to expand. Amen. Your voice amen, for His assignment. Thank you so much. All right. Right, I believe I've called, I've touched everybody. Thank you, everyone. I really appreciate it. May the Lord continue to perfect, amen, us. And may we continue to flow together into each other, amen. One of the things we have to learn in this last day is how to walk with each other. No matter how crazy, amen, some of us may sound, we've just got to understand that we are called to walk with each other. That is called, amen, the unity of the faith and the perfection of the ecclesia. We're coming to that point. And in fact, that's the reason why we're doing what we're doing. All right. And by the time we begin to deal with Nehemiah, we'll understand that better. Thank you, everyone. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.